ongoing commitment to bring you not only rock and roll music that deserves to be heard, but also conversations with the talented musicians creating the music. Today, we are joined by guitarist composer Jack Frost, who has a brand new project called Brothers in Arms. Thank you for joining us, Jack. Hey, thanks so much for having me on your show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm excited to talk to you. So, Brothers in Arms, brand new project. You released um, your first single on August 20th called Last to Know. And now just this past Friday, another single called Bitch is Crazy. And I think you have a video to go along with that one, too. Um, Tell us about this project. It sounds really exciting. Okay, so first of all, and I don't mean to ever contradict anybody, but this is definitely a band. Um, A lot of people are like, oh, this is a cool project. I'm like, no, no. There's a future in this. We're definitely going to do shows. Um, and a lot of people like, you know, there's so many of these projects out there. Like you get this guy, this guy, they do a record and then you never hear from them again. This is something that's going to be ongoing. Um, so this, this band. Yeah. So basically this band is just a trip down what rock and roll was all about. Get it in your car, opening your windows or popping your top up. If you had money, you could buy a cool car. And, you know, you heard that first Rat record. You heard that first Montrose record. And the music was fun. The guitars were in your face. The singers were just at the prime of their, like, God, their vocals were killer. The rhythm section was like a tight clam. And the music was so fun. You smiled. You, It wasn't all about, like, oh, politics and depressing stuff. It was about fun, like, chicks and Harleys and and just good times. Right. That's really what this album's all about. True rock and roll. Love it. Love it. That is, Thanks, man. That, 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 that is a good thing. Um, so tell so how did this all come together? Tell us how this uh how this happened. Well, about 18 months ago, when you know the whole world went to shit in plain English, um, a lot of people were down and depressed and me, I was like, well, I have two choices. I can sit around and I can eat and I can watch TV and gain a million pounds and never pick up my guitar. Or I can use the time wisely where something I haven't, I haven't got to do in a million years is actually practice my guitar, study again. Like, And I, honestly, I fell in love with music and, and guitar again because I'm always in love with music, but I guess I was so busy with this life itself, you know, family, um, you know, I'm a teacher too. So I I teach guitar and it kind of like, I spent so much time teaching other people. I didn't really have time to teach myself anymore. I mean, and I just said, you know what? I just went down to my studio and I started just to come up with riffs and, and, and go over like stuff I learned in college about music. And, Really, that's how it happened, man. I took the time. I would get up in the morning. I would work out. I would have my breakfast, have my coffee, and I would go down into my basement. I have a really cool Pro Tools studio, and I just started to write riffs. And I go, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And that's really how it it, it started. I just okay. had this vision like, you know what? I want to have fun again. I, I want to make something fun again. That's really how it all started from the beginning. That's awesome. And obviously you had fun and it paid off. Um, you, you mentioned um, that in this interview, but I read that um, the debut album from Badlands also was an inspiration for you in the process of creating this band. Yes. Oh yes. I mean, 
You know, man, when I first heard that record and Jake's, you know, he left, you know, he coming from Ozzy and he comes up with this whole new thing. The guitars are raw. His solos are, are, are blazing. And then, you know, of course, great chase on and, you know, um, Eric Singer, great rhythm section, but the incomparable, amazing Ray Gillen, God rest his soul. That voice was a voice of an angel. And, I always look at that record like, man, what a great debut record. It should have been way bigger than it was. And I, I've always used that record. To, like, like I would love to make a record that moved me like that record. And that's kind of, I, I wanted to make a record to move other people like the debut record for Badlands did to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm really into that album, too, like especially uh, uh, Streets Cry Freedom and uh, oh. Winter Song. I, I, I love that record so much. I, I so wished that that band could have been around, and I wish Ray was still around. Yeah, me too. And you know what, man? And no disrespect, the next two records are great. I mean, Voodoo Highway and, I mean, Dusk is a really cool record, too. I mean, they're great albums, man. I, 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 seen, I seen them... I guess on the voodoo tour and they had Warren open it up. Dude, this Jake had these orange marshals. Wow. And Ray was, Ray could just stand there like Robert Plant. He didn't have to even move. And it was just that dude. That was so great. So great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, you got an equally great singer on that uh, debut track that you released last to know uh, Andrew Freeman. Had you guys been friends or how did you connect with him to get him on this record? Dude, Andrew is so New Jersey. So we all grew up together. Andrew comes from the same school as me. And it's funny for years, we've always, we play Nam jams and, you know, during the Nam convention, we would jam. I would see Andrew singing Lynch mob or hurricane. I've seen him a bunch of times in the last line. We just are really good friends. And we always, you know, I always said to him someday, brother, we got to, we got to do something. And you know, when, when I, when I wrote the song, I mean, and Aunt, listen, when I say I wrote the song, yeah, I came up with the main riff, but then Andrew put so much to it. He wrote all the melody lines, all the lyrics. He would call me up. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? That dude is a badass singer, man. For and sure. honestly, when I, I was like, I got to work with Andrew. I seen him play with the vault. We're just old friends, man. And like, you know, and people that don't know Andrew go out there and buy stuff that Andrew's done. He is so powerful. He, but he's still so melodic. And as a person, he's such a cool guy, man. He's such a great guy. Awesome. Awesome. So that answers that you guys had known each other prior then, and you got a lot of different people involved. I mean, I don't know if you've worked with all these folks over the years, um, but get, you know, kind of give us the, the, the breakdown who all's playing on this record. I, I think you got a core band that is kind of on all the tracks, right? And then you've got some yeah. guests yep. in and out on different so, tracks. Sure. So the whole thing started with, you know, first it started in my basement with the wrist and then my really good friend, from Diamond Head, Carl Wilcox, we've been talking for years to do something. And I said, hey, check this out. And he's got a great studio in France. And he's like, oh, check out. And I would send him like drum machine stuff. And I'm like, dude, do me a favor. Don't listen to the drum machine. Be yourself. I want you to be yourself. So I would send him stuff. He would send me back these drums. That guy grooves like nobody. He's like the second coming of Cozy Powell and John Bottom. But 
he has his own vibe. You know, it's not he, he's not a carbon copy. He's just right. so well put together. And then, you know, um, Alex Jansen, the bass player, been friends with for years because he's been he played with John Bouvois. I played with John. And then Alex and me both played on Ronnie Monroe's record. And we got to talk in at NAMM a couple of years ago. So I sent him some tracks and he would just send me the bass back. And I'd be like, don't touch a thing. It's perfect. And then, you know, the great Charlie Calv from Angel, he can nail that John Lord stuff. He can j- nail the David Rosenthal stuff. You know, he's just great. And we played together for like 30 years, you know. So after we put all the pieces together, we're like, who's going to sing this? Right. So I got to be honest with you, man. You know, Keith St. John from Burning Rain, Kingdom Come. He does his great Zeppelin and he runs the Ronnie Montrose Remember Bashes. Right. So I've done, I did the last Ronnie Montrose thing and we just kind of became brothers. We just kind of knew we liked each other. Like you just know when you meet somebody, your friends. Sure. And um, I said, Hey, I'm doing this cool record. You know, if you're interested, he goes, yeah, send me the tracks. That dude, that dude is in my eyes, one of the greatest frontmen to ever come along, dude. He's like literally Steven Tyler meets Robert Plant, but then he has his own, his, he, he like oozes sexuality, dude. Mm-hmm. He's got everything. And then some, and then you got, you know, the great Paul Sheratino from Rough Cut, Quiet Riot. I've always loved the tone of Paul's voice. Me and then too. you got Jesse. Yeah, he's great, dude. Then you got Jesse Damon from Silent Rage. I was a big Silent Rage fan when Gene, when they first, first record came out on Simmons Records. He, I was a huge fan of him. Um, then a lot of guys, you know, I hope you guys know who Nick Walsh is. He sings for a band called Slick Toxic, and now he's in Moxie. And he's just, he's like Sebastian Bach. Um, he just has so much different in his tone. He's such a great songwriter. He's a great guitar player. He's just full package. Right. Um, another singer is Steve Overland from FM. He's like that Lou Graham, Steve Perry voice. And, you know, City Never Sleeps, man. When I heard the chorus, I was just floored. Um, and then I got to tell you, another singer on this record is Todd Poole from Roxy Blue. I have been a huge fan of that Memphis, Tennessee kind of like sly guitar, you know, that bluesy feel. And Todd, he has this raspiness to him, but his voice is so powerful and so cutthroat. It just cuts, man. And he's another one that just, he would send me back tracks and I'd be like, dude, this is ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these guys are all just, they're, they're just the, the cream of the crop, man. They just, and they're such great producers, songwriters. Honestly, man, I'm literally just a very little piece of this band. They, they all have brought so much to the table and it blows my mind how it all came together, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And these are all, you know, fairly busy guys, too. I know um, Roxy Blue, they had a new album a couple of years ago um, that I thought was really good. I think Rockstar Junkie was one of the tracks I really liked on that record. That's a killer um, tune, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that I, song I a lot. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I know they're working on a new record, me, and it's funny. 
You know, you know, you work with somebody, everyone thinks it's about the money. Dude, I, I got to be honest with you. And I probably shouldn't say this because it wasn't, these guys didn't care about the money. They were just all about the music, dude. They, and if they made money, they sure didn't make the money they should have made. I'll right. be honest with you because honestly, they really did it. You know what? It shows they did it out, out of their heart. They really loved the music. So any of these people out there that say nobody, you know, musicians don't care about it. It's all about the almighty buck. That's bullshit, man. These guys took their time. They went to their own studios. They really, really did this because they believed in it. They really believe in it. Yeah, oh, I, I believe that too. I, I mean, I can tell by the lineup you have here. Um, there's no question they did it for the music, It's and which is awesome. And then somehow you got... Um, Dave Amato from REO Speedwagon, I assume he's doing a guitar part. Is he on like one specific track or the whole record? No, he's just, he, he just plays uh, the solo on um, the fifth track. Oh, he just ripped, dude. He just ripped. Actually, um, Make You Mine, uh, it's another Keith St. John song. Um, and, uh, dude, um, he just. I mean, I, I mean I, let's back up a little bit. So the thing about Amato is, and I got to be honest with you, Dave is an, a dear, and, and I hate to say this, and please don't take this the wrong way because a lot of people like, oh, you know, you're, I can tell you're, you're, you're dropping names. It, 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 it's, it's not that dude. Th these guys are just my friends. They're really my friends. And me and Dave go back a long time now. We're both into, um, I got to be honest with you, we're both into guitar collecting and amp collecting. And me and Dave just had a um, connection. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I met him years ago, but then I met him again. It's funny. You talk about, um, uh, um, oh, jeez. Uh, singer. Uh, no, you were talking about um, the singer from Shanker that you just. Uh, oh, Robin McCauley. Robin. Right. So I. I, I saw that show and of course Amato was playing, was filling in for um, either Rowan or he's filling in for um, uh, I think Doug, maybe I forget. I can't really remember exactly who you're, he was filling in for. Now you're talking Jack yeah, about, you're, you're talking about the uh, rock vault show in Las Vegas that happened was taking yes. place for several years. Okay. Just so everybody knows that yeah. that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, you know, Dave would fill in when other guys couldn't make it. You know, there's, there's a lot of different guys come in and out of that. So he would fill in and I went to a show and me and him, you know, like, again, like, you, like I said, do you just meet people and you just, it's crazy, man, how you meet people and you just connect. Sure. And me and Dave, it, it was over, dude. It was over. We just kind of <laughs> connected and um, we start talking guitars and people like, yeah, we're going to get away from you two guys. It's it's way too, you know, you guys are too, um, you, you're too much into your, you know, well, this amp and that amp. And then people <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to go get a drink. So, you know, and then me and Dave just, dude, we just became, we just became the best of friends. Ario Speedwagon comes around. I don't have to call him. Dave's like, he gave me a pass. So I asked him, I said, hey, you want to play on Make You Mine? He's like, hell yeah. And then Mick Mahan for Pat Benatar, he's another friend that we joke around. It's 25 years, Jack. You said we were going to do something together. 
And him and him and Dave are really good friends too. They're like best of friends. Uh-huh. Um, so that's how really, really it happened, dude. Um, I'm pretty fortunate, dude. I'm pretty fortunate. And again, these guys do not need to play on this album. They did it because they're really, they love the music. They really, really love the music. Right. Well, it sounds like you got a, a bunch of like-minded folks involved too. You know, you all have this, it sounds like you all share in this vision of what you want brothers in arms to be. Yeah, and and honestly, dude, I just can't believe like I do pinch myself sometimes because it's it's not that I don't think a lot of people go. You really don't, um, you don't you, you don't get all like all I, I don't know, dude. I'm just not the type that likes to talk about myself. You know what I mean? It, it's like people are like, well, you know, you're a really good guitar player. I'm like, well, thanks, I appreciate that, but. I don't look at myself like an Ingve or a George Lynch. I think I'm a fan of music. I think I write some good songs and I think I just know how to end the song. I could start it. And then I had these amazing guys get involved. And dude, I, I got to tell you again, I, like I said, I pinched myself. I am so blown away by this, the comment, how this record came out. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. And I will say it again. I love every guy in this record. They're not guys that came into the table just to come to the table. They are truly family guys. And everyone should know this. Pick up their records. Pick up their history. Because they are they really do give a shit, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sounds like you guys truly are brothers in arms. Yeah, and that's how the name became. People are like, how'd you come up with the name? I'm like, think about it. We're just family. We're brothers, and we all have the same. We all have the same heart, dude. We just love music so much. Right, right. Well, that's awesome. Now the hard part will be if you do do some live dates behind this record, is figuring out who all can be part of that. Dude, there's no problem finding out. We were trying to do something in January during Nam because Keith, you know, Paul, um, Andrew. And uh, Jesse all live in L.A. Nick's in Canada. Um, and the rhythm section is in Europe. But, you know, they're very cool, too. They're like, dude, if we can't get over there, use some guys, you know, use a rhythm section out there. Um, the thing is, right now, unfortunately, and I hate to say this word, but with COVID again, numbers have gone up again. So we're going to have to wait to the next year till things mellow out. But, dude, we will get out there. And we plan on playing and we plan on doing something cool. Maybe have two, three singers from the record and then like play the record and have each guy sing the songs that the other guys can't be there. And then like, say Keith does it. We'll do some burning rain. We'll do some machos. Andrew will do a last in line song. You right. know, you know, we'll do a, we'll do a rough cut song, which I think will be so awesome for the fans because you know, and you'll get a mantra song, you'll get a Zeppelin song. I think the fans will like that. It'll be the, the history of each guy. And also songs that, you know, you know, we'll play a Badlands song. Um, I think people will like that. Right. You know, sure. 
Sure. I think if you're going to do any covers of any kind that's not from one of your guys, I think you have to do Badlands just because of what you talked about and how much you love that record. And, yeah, you were thinking so much about it in the creation of this band that I think you have to tip your hat to them. Of course. And honestly, um, and please, Ray, if you're looking down at me, it's, I hope you realize what I'm going to say right now. Um I think every one of these singers will do Ray justice and Ray will smile and he'll appreciate, you know, someone like Keith and Andrew just, you know, taking that Ray song and singing it. Cause I know as much as me they're they love Ray, dude. They all love Ray. Sure. That's awesome. All right. Well, that is exciting. And the full album drops on September 24th. Uh, the two singles are out now, and I assume you can get them any of the places you like to get them. Uh, I'm an iTunes guy. Um, I know they're there. Um, yeah. I imagine everyone. Oh, well, you sound like my house with the dog barking there. <laughs> it's, it's, my, uh, it, it's, it's actually, I should have said this to you. The whole record was recorded, like my stuff. Um, my studio is called La Coop Studios. So my dog's name is Cooper. that would be be cooper getting involved that's hilarious i was afraid my dogs were going to start barking while we're while we're doing this but uh they've been quiet surprisingly (laughs) i'll I'll try to go in the other room man he's uh (laughs) he's uh, he's uh he's being a little vocal right now it's okay maybe you need to get him on a track for the next record Oh yeah, we have a singer. Maybe do it. Maybe we'll do. We'll get the singer from Dogs Do More, and then we'll like you know we can have a. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. That would work. That would work. That would. All right. Is there anything else, Jack? Before we um, part ways here, is there anything else we should know about Brothers in Arms that we didn't cover? Um. All I can say is, man, thank, thank you to the fans. Thank you to guys like you, man, that really love the music. And keeping this alive, and seriously, man, without you people, like, it would never, this would never happen. We have to keep this alive. It's rock and roll. It's it's hair metal. It's heavy metal. Got to keep it going, man. It's a small, it's a small group. We got to keep that circle, and we gotta, we gotta shove it down the younger kids' generation and let them see that this music lives forever. Led Zeppelin will never die. Montrose will never die. Ozzy. With Randy Rhodes, everyone will never die. This never will die. And Ozzy will never die. His music will stand the, 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 the test of time. So I just say thank you to the fans for believing in this. And as a buy music, man, I still buy records because I want to have the album cover. I want to have, have it. I want right. to have it all. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm the so, same. I do, yeah. the, do the electronic, but I, I like having the physical as well. Yeah, I love to. I used to go buy records just because I, I I would see the cover of Manowar and be like, "What's this?" Or you know, you see like you see the first the accept record with the two V's crisscross. That's what made me buy the records. I wanted I wanted to know what it was. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I took a chance on many a band because of that Triumph, the first Triumph record I ever saw in a store. I thought their logo looked kind of cool and I bought it and uh, fell in love with it and became a Rick Emmett fan ever since, you know, dude, Rick Emmett, shoof. Ah, yeah, that dude, that dude could, that dude could do Blackmore. That dude could do Ingve. That dude could do George Lynch. He's, 
He's got it. He's got it all, dude. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people go uh, online to learn more about Brothers in Arms? You got a website yet? Or? Yeah, we have a, um, we go to decoentertainment.com. That'll be about all the happenings with Brothers, but we also have Brothers in Arms Facebook now. So okay. we have that. We have a YouTube station now for Brothers in Arms. Deco has it. So, um, and also check out the other artists. They're all linking their stuff, but we definitely have a, standalone Facebook page now for Brothers in Arms. Perfect. And that Deco that um, Jack just mentioned, that's D-E-K-O entertainment.com. All right, Jack. Well, thank you so much. Looking forward to the record in about 10 days. I can't wait to hear the rest of the tracks. And at the end of this interview, we're going to play the two tracks you have released already. Um, Last to Know, and then guys uh, that are listening, I have not played this one yet on the regular music show, but you'll also hear Bitch is Crazy from Brothers in Arms. Thank you so much for joining us, Jack. Thank you, brother. Be safe out there, man, and thanks for keeping the music alive, man. You got it. Thanks for checking out my conversation with Brothers in Arms, Mr. Jack Frost. And now, as promised during the interview, we want to turn you on to their song. So we're going to start out with the latest single, and this one has not been played in one of our music episodes either. That tune's called Bitch is Crazy. Keith St. John from Montrose, Burning Rain, Kingdom Come. He's doing the lead vocals on this track. And then Last to Know will play right after Bitch is Crazy. And that is Andrew Freeman from Offspring, Lynch Mob, Last in Line on lead vocals. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and learning about a brand new band. And now check out some of their music. Thanks for listening. Here is Bitches Crazy. Well, we was all rolling up to Mama's lemonade stand when Juicy hit me right between the eyes. Somebody said, oh my God, I must be dreaming. Well, I get a little kitty and I know she's mine. Looks like heaven and it tastes so fine. But she's a handful when she's blown. Psycho man. 